What's up, my Hanyaks? It is the Freedom Weekend. That's right, 4th of July weekend. We're bringing you four days of freedom this long weekend. Hopefully, you're getting a long weekend yourself. I'm excited. One of my favorite times of year. Bust out your American flag gear. Wear it all weekend. Wear it loud and proud. Let's all join together. Enjoy some boom sticks and and poppers, and some great grilled food, maybe a couple brews, and have a good time and come together under the nation of which we are currently in. (laughs) That was weird. And uh, that's what we're doing here on the Rambling Viking Podcast Uh, this weekend. We're going to be doing different things. Now, it may venture into the boring, but I think it is important. And so I'm going to do something a little bit different every day, and of course, I'm going to lead off with what started this whole 200-year mess that we are in now, and that is the Declaration of Independence. First, though, I want to have a little fun with it, you know, before we dive into it, because it can be a little bit boring. It's written in in older English that I even have trouble understanding, so uh, I don't blame you if you decide to turn it off. So, But to kick off this weekend, what freedom gear are you rocking? I just ordered a whole heap of stuff, and it came in just in time. I was worried it wasn't, it was, it wasn't going to come in in time. I was going an hour up the road to my parents, and uh, <clears throat> and I was like, crap, it's not. It, it promised delivery by 8 p.m., but, you know, we all know. So is it going to come at 7.30 or is it going to come at 1? And it came in the morning, so we're good. Uh, but I got some I got some American flag tights and I got four different headbands. One of them's not explicitly American, it's just the colors, but it's like a Hawaiian theme. One has donuts that are red, white, and blue on it, and the other two are just cool designs that I like to add to the collection I already have. Uh, last year I got a romper, a, a romper, it's a male romper, a romper from Target. And I will say this, <clears throat> it was uh I got a long torso. So while it was my size. It was, uh, that seam up the middle was causing some, some issues, uh, little, little wedgy action, uh, both in the front and the back. So not the, uh, couldn't, couldn't wear it to its fullest potential. So, uh, but I got a, I got a tank top, got some other stuff I'm going to be wearing. I wish I had some sweet, uh, Napoleon dynamite style, freaking American flag pajama pants. Could have bought some of those, but what's your freedom gear? Let me know. Uh, call in the show, leave a voice message, email, or text the show. Uh, give all those deets in a minute. One of the, or leave a five-star review. Tell me what your Freedom Weekend uh, lineup of clothing, your your wardrobe for Freedom Weekend. Are you wearing something different every day? And then uh, secondly, what are you doing this weekend? Are you uh, are you grilling out? Are you going to the lake? Are you just chilling? Are you, are you just going out in general? Is there a firework show you're going to that you particularly enjoy like are, are you watching festivities on tv are you just blasting uh patriotic music all weekend what are we doing uh, i'm pumped up i'm fired up and i know it's unfortunately become a little bit of there's there's been some contention particularly in my uh, generation prager you had a video i might link to it if i remember uh write that down i'm talking to myself i'm not gonna write it. i don't have anything to write with uh, that's what I should do. I should write stuff down as I think of it. But Prager, you did a little video, and I, I always like these man on the street videos where it's like, "Hey, are you proud to be an American?" Simple question, right? My thought process is, you don't. Everyone doesn't need to be like, "Yeah," like I'm not asking that from you. But like in general, your sentiment positive towards America. Like, do you find even a little bit of pride? Because I, I and, I, and I think you should. And I don't think it's a sin to, um, you know, talk from a Christian standpoint, I think it can get to a point, And I think I flirt with that point sometimes where it gets a little too religious and I have to back up and remind myself, 
where I stand, because I think that is a part in in the church nowadays, not to get too much down this rabbit hole, that, that, that can get convoluted. But, you know, general sentiment should be, yeah, of course, yeah, no, it's great here, love it here, doing great. And it was like all the, so all the, he, it's funny, they, they went and found some older people, all the older people are like, yes, we love it, and they're reading, some people were like, yeah, I can't do the accent, but they're like, we were from Ecuador, and we came over here, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, whenever it was, and, uh, you know, we came here for opportunity. It's a land of opportunity, a land of freedom, one of the few countries where freedom of speech is etched into its founding documents and constitution, because contrary to popular belief, a lot of European countries, Canada specifically, they don't have free speech as a guaranteed right. That right is not recognized, I should say. Governments don't give rights, they recognize rights, and actually... Uh, from a true libertarian standpoint, you have inalienable rights that are granted by God that government actually slightly, I heard this, it was interesting, they slightly restrict it to restrict those rights within reason um, to govern, right? And so it's that balance of liberty and security and blah, blah, blah. The man who wants both will have neither. I think Benjamin Franklin said something like that, but we're getting off topic here. So yeah, and it was interesting. All the young people said, no, not really. I, I don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed. And I'm like, first of all, stop. We're the richest, most wealthiest country. And not to say that being a rich country means you're a good country morally, but uh, we are the, I, w- I would argue we are, if not the most just, one of the most just countries uh, to, in the in history of the world, the richest, most wealthy. Like when you look at it, <clears throat> the, <laughs> the poverty line for the world, the globe is $2.50 a day, which it's come up from a dollar like say 20 years ago so we've lifted global poverty is right is is is, you know coming out of that or i should say it was like the average or something and if you make over that you are in the top one percent of the world and it's like when you look at what what we have in america and and if you've ever been to other countries too uh, whether third whether developing countries or or part of the developed world either or i mean you kind of look i look around i catch myself when i get back to the u.s and just saying like we just have like an abundance. Everything is so accessible. There's some I can get an abundance of whatever. Like I, it, it's crazy to me. It's you know it gives you a good perspective of how fortunate we are here. But it's interesting because all the young people basically said no, no, and then all the old people said yeah. And so I'm like, what does that say? Does it say as you old as you get older, you get more grateful, you get more wise? Yes, true. Maybe you, or maybe you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's different perspectives. It's interesting. Where do you stand on it? I obviously take great pride. And because I think it is something that's founded, the founding principles of this country are unique to the world and really set a new precedent and are are second to none. And while, unfortunately, you know, a country is made up of people who are um, fallible, you know, we are flawed, that the principles, though, if you can input principles that are just and moral and upright, then... Yes, you're, you're, you're going to fall short and you're going to continually fall short. You will continually strive, though, hopefully, and get closer because you have those principles. You have a good goal marker set. You know, it's kind of like a, a, a lighthouse. It's, well, you don't want to get closer to the lighthouse, but it's directing you, you know, in that sense. And, and that's what I see here. So while, yes, we have our fair share of problems and we can acknowledge that, I think we can come together. And it's, it's important to remember, see how far you've come, see where we're at, see what we've overcome, see how good things are. And then also 
say, all right, now how do we keep getting better? All, all in all, the perspective of the message is positive. It's saying, yeah, I'm proud. Yeah, we have our problems, but I'm hopeful that with what we've overcome, we can continue to overcome. And I'm getting next episode, tomorrow's episode, I'll get into more of that specifically from a certain standpoint. So uh, that's where we're at though. So what's your lineup for the weekend? Let me know. It's the rambling Viking at Gmail. It's 580-789-9258. That's the text and or call voice message memo in the link, or just leave a five star review. giving me a brief overview of what you got going. I'd like to know. So I'm going to have a good time. Going to be hanging out with some friends, doing a lot of fun stuff, eating some smoked meats, seeing some stuff explode. Uh, I know, uh, ooh, going back to your childhood here, what, what, what was your go-to firework, right? Or fireworks. So we have different classifications, right? Who didn't love M80s and black cats, waterproof, water, any waterproof little, uh, mini dynamite sticks is what I'll call them. Like baby dynamite. <laughs> Those were the bomb. Throw them in a bucket of water upon and so much fun. Uh, and then there was... Roman candles, and then once I got to like middle school and high school age, and you know, that's when I heard about Roman candle fights, and at first I was like, this is wild, and yeah, people get injured, but at the same time, kind of cool. <laughs> uh, bottle rockets, though, are probably my goat. You can shoot them out of your hand once you get skilled enough. I don't shoot them out of my mouth or anything crazy like that. Yeah, it kind of burns. Yes, they're illegal in Oklahoma, so we always had to go. I remember like 25 years ago, oh, am I incriminating myself? Hmm. I heard about someone... Uh, I had a friend once who, <laughs> who they, I, I heard about they uh, allegedly, since fire bottle rockets were illegal, became illegal where they were, they were visiting in a different state and they loaded up and bought like two cases and those cases have uh, allegedly, maybe, hypothetically lasted them like 20 years. I'm like, oh, that's a good way to do it. So yeah, it's interesting to me like what fireworks get banned and how they're restricted. So uh, I will say, always having lived in city limits, it's always been, you know, we, we had friends that lived outside of city limits, and we'd go to their place and shoot them off, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, what are your favorite fireworks to shoot off? Obviously, like, mortars, um, those are cool. Who doesn't love a good sparkler? Uh, I always like the bees, um, just because they're unpredictable. But... Yeah, bottle rockets are probably my top favorite. And I remember one time my dad was like, yeah, you can shoot them. He was sitting watching us and he was like, you ever do this? And he's sitting there with his, he has a folding chair with armrests and he sets it on the armrest, lights it, and he's just barely stabilizing it and it shoots off. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I try it. I drop it. And then, <laughs> so it, it doesn't go anywhere and explodes right there under the chair. So lots of good stories. Uh, I've blown up my hand, or not, uh, you know, I've had one explode in my hand. I've had a friend happen to. So we can get those though later because uh, I've got I've got four four episodes of this I can't waste all the good stories on one so without further ado let's jump into the first activity for this freedom weekend and that is going to be reading the Declaration of Independence uh, I won't blame you if you tune out now but I do think it's important to read it it shouldn't take too too long we'll see too too yeah we'll we'll ballerina through it twinkle toes because this is what this is what kicked off everything this is what started it all right is they, they declared their independence from i mean they committed treason basically from uh, great britain and the colonies so in, this is july 4th 1776 we all know the story but here we go i think it's important to read and hear these whether you comprehend everything or not because i'm not even going to comprehend everything 
I think it's important to kind of like around Christmas, my family would always read through, I think, you know, a lot of families read through Luke, they read through the Christmas story, you go over the stories at these holidays, Thanksgiving, you talk about what happened to remember, and it's part of carrying on that legacy and understanding the full context. So here we go. In Congress, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous, de- unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. Ooh. Gives me chills. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Yeah, that is one, that is one sentence. <laughs> one full sentence crazy right so then then we go into the part that everybody knows we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed there's no end that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. Very important part. Very important qualifier. And according, all experience hath shewn that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such now is the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. So that's breaking down that, like, look, you you need to... I love that. I love that so much. They... They, they, they acknowledge that these, there are these, these truths and these rights that come from God that we institute governments to protect and to frame so that people can secure these rights. And then they go on to talk about how when you suffer injustice, it, it becomes your right and your duty to abolish and overthrow systems of tyranny and oppression. However, it does say at first that just because you suffer wrongs doesn't mean that is the first step. That is the final step. You try and remedy through every means necessary within the system to change and reorder the system in a good way. Think of it like reshuffling the deck. But once the deck is, if the deck, if you try that and the deck is still too corrupted, you must throw it out and establish a new deck. Get a new, go buy a new deck from the store. All right, here we go. He has refused his, his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be attained, and when so suspended, he is utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right 
inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. It's like when gyms try and make it as hard as possible to cancel your membership, so hopefully they just wear you down and eventually you just say, ah, oh, forget it, I'll just keep it. He has dissolved rep- representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such disillusions to cause others to be elected whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He's endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their mitigations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislators. legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation, for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. That's a big deal. He is, at this time, transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun within, with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare, warfare is an undisguised destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions." In every state of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Let me just stop there to say that is quite the list of complaints. You want to talk about a laundry list of problems 
And that's where it gets to, it's like, look, one thing happens and two things happens and a hundred things happen. Okay. Now we've got to seriously consider, uh, throw, throwing it all out and doing our own thing because you clearly don't want us to have the same rights and you clearly just like to rule over us. Almost done. I promise. If you stuck with me this far, you're a champion. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We've reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured uh, yeah, we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must, therefore, acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends." We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress, assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and, do, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And then it lists all the signers of man. So that last paragraph, I don't know about you, I, got, I get chills when I read that. It, it, powerful. I mean, this whole thing is powerful. And it's, you know, it starts out with this general establishment of like, here's, here's, here's the entire um, kind of philosophy behind like government governing what that looks like between the governed and the, and, and the ruling class. And then, and then the conditions which must be met in which you are rightly justified to overthrow it. And then they say, here's our conditions. Here's what's happening to us. And that is why we are doing this. Here is our declaration. And Oh man, that one, that last paragraph got me. I was not anticipating that much uh, fire, but that just sealed the deal. So uh, that's your Declaration of Independence if you are in the United States. And that is where this all started and why it all started too. They list out, and I'll be honest, there were some of those where it, it gets so wordy in there. I didn't understand a lot of those. And I'm sure listening, especially if you're driving or literally doing anything else, it was probably like Charlie Brown teacher, just wah, 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 wah. And, and you didn't catch most of it. But I mean, some of these is, some of these are, are very uh, clear and clear cut and obvious. And so, uh, they're powerful, but you know, I may not fully understand every single statement, but I, I get, I get the important stuff out of this and every single uh, complaint that they take up against, uh, took up against the crown. But, uh, I'm proud, gets me fired up, gets me ready to, to, 
set off some boomsticks this weekend. Have a great time. Eat some good food. Celebrate and uh, wear my freedom colors. So uh, let me know what your freedom colors are, what some of your favorite fireworks are, maybe a fun fireworks story. We're going to have four days of freedom this week, this freedom weekend. We're being patriots here. We're celebrating our country and that it is included, uh, you know, that it covers everyone. Uh, who, who finds himself in America, and we appreciate that. So it's the ramblingviking at gmail.com, or you can do it through a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can text and or leave a voicemail with the show, 580-789-9258. And lastly, you can follow the link to leave a voice memo via Anchor. It's in the description. Check it out. I'll, I think I'll remember to link to the PragerU video because I'm saying it here at the end. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great Freedom Weekend. Can't wait to see you over the next, or <laughs> you know what I mean. Go America.